you're hearing like take me out to the ball game i need some cracker jacks yeah yes okay so what are we breaking down today kids sports yes we're breaking it down we're telling you about our experiences what our families have learned over the years how we handle practices and games and tournaments and all of that kind of stuff what else just in time for spring. We're just talking about it, being honest, and our experiences are similar, but they're also kind of different. So I think, I don't know, hopefully you will listen and maybe learn a little bit more about how we balance our schedules and juggling it all. But I hope you see in our hearts that we're just trying to do what's best for our kids. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We're trying to be the loud moms who are cheering and being encouraging is the main thing. Yeah. So anyway, hear a little bit of us breaking down kids sports. Listen, we could have made this two episodes. We had a lot to say. I cannot even believe we talked for so long about yeah. kids sports. But I mean, it's something that we are are handling all the time in our houses. Yeah. So and I guess that's why. And it's a season. Yeah. This season's yeah. going to be over for us. We're so going to blink quickly. and it's going to be over. So uh, we're going to record the episode while we're in it, guys. Yes, for sure. Hopefully we answered all your questions. And if we didn't, Make sure you send us those on our Instagram account or our email. All right. Breaking down kids sports coming up right now. Hey, everyone. I'm Erica. And I'm Shay. And we're two bestie moms breaking down topics each week here on our podcast. We cover everything from pop culture to travel, motherhood, organization, fitness, fashion, food, and so much more. We're two best friends just chatting about life. And we're so excited you're here. exciting because it kind of makes me in the spring mood I know yeah it's um well I mean I feel like things are gearing up as you guys listen it's what like March 1st is that what we said so I mean this is like right around the corner okay what are we breaking down Today, we are breaking down kids' sports. Youth sports. Youth sports. Yes, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, Why does that feel seasonal to me? Because I think spring is the time when it's like everything is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I get it for sure. I always have so much. Um, I know we're going to like get into all of it, but I always have so much like enthusiasm. Like right now, like we've had our chill time. It's been winter. I'm all geared up. Now when it's July 2nd and it's 125 degrees outside, I'll be like, wrap this thing up. But yeah, and you're <laughs> watching a baseball game and it's Saturday at 1 30 yes. PM. Yes. Uh-uh. But, but for now, yes, we're excited about the upcoming spring season. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that. I have, I'm already ruined. I told myself yesterday, which is super early. You know, I always get ruined. I come back from spring break because, you know, my family likes to always go somewhere warm for spring break and it ruins me. And then it's, you know, March 15th. And I'm mad that I'm not like out by my pool in my shorts because the weather here is so, so fickle and crazy. Um, but I'm already like, we've had a string of sunny days. Like we're after school. We've been outside. I mean, like to 70 and it's tomorrow. Been, yes, it's, yeah. Sunshine. And, and I've just been outside. I'm like, Ooh, I feel like, is it summer yet? It's way too early. But in my head, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just want to skip right to summer. I'm there. Well, I would say our spring break is always early. So I kind of think our school district does you dirty too if yes. you're trying to go somewhere warm every year at spring break because it's really hard to do yeah. without going somewhere pretty far away. Yes. You know? Yes. And then I also think that it does you dirty because our spring break's early. So we go, we do this warm weather thing. We come home and it's like, oh, wait, it's still technically winter. If our spring break were the first week of April, then when we would come home, it would feel yeah. like, okay, we're almost to the summer. But... I know I have a, I know I still have several months to go. Yeah, you still have, I mean, the groundhog saw a shadow, right? So you still have a while. <laughs> I know I'm feeling it though. I'm just there. Um, okay. Let's talk about months for a second. Where do you rank March? <laughs> you know how I'm all about she like does my a lot of ranking. I here. do. I, I mean, do. I don't know that I've ever truly broken it down. I don't mind a March. I like it, especially if I get a snow day, like, you know, this year yes. we got two snow days in February. So I am, everything in my winter box was checked and I'm ready for, for spring weather. Um, I like, I like March. Just like you said, it's like kicking off a new yeah. season. Yeah. I always say Andrew gets annoyed because he has an April birthday. I always say April is my least favorite month of the year. The whole year? 
Well, I mean, if I have to rank them, right? One of them has to be number 12, right? Okay, yes. I'm going to want to hear what your number 12 is. But I always feel like April, because I think April is a really big tease, right? It's like, I'm like so ready to like put my shorts on and go up to the pool. And we're just not there. It seems to go on for a while. April seems long to me. May seems like, ooh, it's summer in Texas. Like Cinco de Mayo starts us off. It's like good. So I feel like March, I I can still, it's dark still kind of early so I can still be in that like cozy mode but then we get daylight savings and then it's like the sun's out till 8 30 and then I'm like well where's the I don't know April's my least favorite March is fine I'm fine with March it's okay my kids are going to be offended that you say that because so two of them are you know we're also born in April What's I would your least say favorite then probably like January Oh, I'm here for January. It's dark at night and it's cozy and we're eating soup and I mean I I I don't there's not a certain month that stands out to me that I like really strongly dislike. Me either. So I. January's at your bottom. I mean, or maybe even like the dead of summer because it's hot and you can't go outside for long. You can only be by the pool or you're sweating to death getting in and out of your car. So I could also say like August. Okay. I was born in August. Yes. So there's that. I could get behind. I would even maybe say August is my second least favorite because yeah. the kids go back to school. It kind of ruins our summer flow, but it's too hot to be in fall flow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe August is my least favorite, even though that was, you know what? You should say your third least favorite is November and knock out every slaughter birthday month. Oh, I love November. <laughs> hey, um, I love November. But, I mean, August, April. I can't, hey, listen, it's not my fault I was born in October, one of the best months of the entire year. The good news is we're headed into March, and that's not your least favorite. No, I so like March. Here yes, we are. We're here. It's March 1st. I can't believe it. You know what? We, we're going on spring break soon, and so we I are, am. because it's so early here in Texas. <laughs> so, so speaking of that, I don't, not to like say where we're going and what we're all doing and everything, but spring break shopping that always gets me too because I'm ready for like warm weather clothes. And for some reason, I don't know why the mall puts out sweaters in July, but I'm not finding the like dresses and swimsuits in into February. I didn't find that. No, it. I feel like it happens in March. So you have to shop and order and hope it really fits right before you head out of town. Yeah, I told my kids, I said, we're doing inventory of things that still fit from August. And we're going to have to start packing that because pickings have been slim. Yeah. Well, you're, you still have time, right? I have a, couple, a few days. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then off we go and we'll see. It'll be a mix and match of what we're wearing from <laughs> last year, this year. So maybe some fits, maybe some doesn't fit. That's okay. As yeah. long as it fits, it's all right. Yeah. So anyway, happy March, everybody. It's March. It's time to um, buckle down our cozy calendars and write all those kids' sports down, Erica. Yes, yes. Pull your cozy calendar app up and get yourself ready for the season. Okay, so we're going to talk kids' sports, youth sports. We're really kind of, I mean, granted, our oldest kids are in middle school, so we probably won't have much to say about high school. And we're just sharing our thoughts and our opinions. I think because we have eight kids between us, um, we get asked about this. Our kids are involved in sports. Our husbands played sports. So I think people want to know kind of like, well, what, what are your family's opinions? Um, how are you approaching youth sports? So just know like when we're speaking into this, we're talking mostly like elementary and middle school. Cause who knows what will happen in high school, right? I think if kids sports has taught us anything or parenting is you can't say what you're going to do. Yeah. No. Who knows? Maybe none of them yeah. will play a single sport. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, and we have gotten this question a lot. I think we get this question a lot um, from the angle of how do you juggle it, manage it? I know we're going to talk about those things, but, you know, we have so many kids. We're, we're outnumbered. Both of us are. So how are we getting people where they need to be? How are we going to all these games? And uh, it, I don't know. It's It looks different maybe than what we thought it would look like, how it was when you and I grew up, because we were uh, our parents each had one boy, one girl. Makes things a lot more simple than when you have four kids and it's a mixed bag. It really does. Oh, yeah. Or even um, before, what's that saying about like, bef- I was such a good parent before yes. I had kids? Yes. Because I had very strong convictions on how like my kids will only do one thing each season. They will not have more than one activity and we will have family time every night and it will be long and we will sit around the table. And I don't know. I just, I thought it would look different. Yeah. 
in the spring and the fall than it kind of does in my house. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. The best parents don't have kids. Yeah. For sure. For I mean, sure. In I need- my head, it was <laughs> magical. <laughs> okay. So what sports do our kids currently play right now? So let's just say, yeah, this, this school year, what are your kids playing, Erica? Okay. So we, um, are we like naming them? Or sure, we just yeah. Saying? Let's okay, name them. So Ebby Lee and Kensington, they did the same thing this year. Yeah. We just, yeah. Yeah, they um are piggyback, not backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not backpack. That makes no sense. Um, okay, so Ebby Lee and Kensington played middle school volleyball, and they played middle school basketball, and they cheered for their middle school. Grade. Yes, for middle school. Yeah, those were their three activities. Um, oh no. That's a lie. Then they also each played club volleyball. Yeah, those were their three activities just at their middle schools. Yes, at middle school. And so they had practice like right before school, games after, during the week, not much on weekends. Club volleyball is when they have, you know, weekend tournaments and two practices a week. Yeah, sometimes Um, three. We had three this week. Okay, yes. And then, I mean, they also do like private tumbling to work on some cheer things. That's another little activity thrown in. Is that all their stuff? Yeah, it sounds like a lot just right there. I know. I feel like we should stop and be like, okay. I think, are we going to come back or should I just say it now? I'm going to just say it now. Uh, my parenting even changed this year because when this, so this is our kids, kids in Texas, seventh grade is when you can start playing school sports in public school. So yeah, that's like first a, year. That's a Texas regulated thing. So seventh grade public school is when you can play sports for your school. Um and at the beginning of the year, Kensington and Ebby Lee had that always played club uh, volleyball. So playing school volleyball was a natural fit. Kensington kept saying, I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to play basketball. And Andrew and I kept saying, no, like we're not introducing any more sports. No more sports. You're cheering. You've got volleyball. You've never played basketball. You don't even know. You, do you even know how to make a basket? You don't know the rules. Anyway, the day before tryouts, she, after, I don't know, two months, she wore us down. And I just told my kids in the car this morning, it was my favorite sport I've ever watched, was watching her play basketball. So my parenting changed because I just kept thinking, we don't have time for this. And it ended up being such a blessing. Was She was not on the best team, but she had so much fun and she hustled. I keep saying, I think basketball, she could continue playing basketball. <laughs> she is like, what's the word? Intense. She's aggressive. Yeah. She's very aggressive. It's like an aggressiveness I've never seen. Me either. Come out of her. Yes. And basically the second the game starts until they blow the last whistle, she's intense. It's really been like a different personality. A different kid came out. So I don't think she'll play it next year because she has other commitments that I think will take over next year. But this, I think we're maybe one and done. But it was so much fun. One, because Andrew and I had zero expectation, right? Uh-huh. We weren't doing private lessons or paying all this money for it, right? Like everybody just had low expectations. So you walked into the gym thinking like, I mean, if she gets off the bench, it'll be a great game. Yeah. And, you know, and she and I believe we're on the same team. And it was just, didn't you have fun? I just thought it was like so fun. And probably because I just had zero expectations. So anything, any excitement made me like really like enjoy it. I didn't necessarily <laughs> feel the same way. Um, I mean, I thought See, it was different experiences. Yeah, totally yes. diff- I mean, I don't think I had any expectations either. And I think realistically, Ebby Lee wanted to try out because her friends were trying out and she loves like the camaraderie behind middle school sport where you kind of all come together and you're all working together. Um, rather than like still feeling like you're from separate elementary schools, I think middle school sports really like bring that side of kids out. Um, (laughs) it just wasn't my favorite thing. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it was fine. And like, I love watching my kids do whatever it is, but you know, basketball is not her thing. It hasn't, it's, I mean, it's been a fun and fine season, but I don't think she'll play again either. And it's, yeah, it's different expectations ladies that's all I'm gonna say well and I think too um just as an example my parenting changed dramatically in like a moment's time in this one school year right like so whatever you think now I know I made big like this is what we're gonna do oh yeah and sometimes you change your mind and you do something and it was not great just like you knew it wasn't gonna be great but then sometimes you think like well I should I even said to her guys what's wrong with me tennis tryouts 
I said, do you want to try out for tennis? Like, I don't want to squelch you. She was like, no, I would be terrible at that. And I was like, well, I thought I, I thought you'd be terrible at basketball. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm not <laughs> minimizing potential talent. She was like, this is Kensington. She was like, they practice in the afternoon. Oh, it's going to be so hot. She was like, no, I'm not trying out for tennis. But I told her she couldn't try for basketball like a hundred times. So I wanted to make sure she knew, like, I'm more open now. That's a good, and I'm not a very open person. We all know that, right? I'm very, yes. Andrew and I are not known to be open people. People. We're very set in our ways. So this was a good life lesson for our whole family. Yeah. I, um, are we going to talk yeah. about our least favorite sport to watch our kids play? Well, mine would be basketball. I'm talking about it now. Okay. So my, and mine would be club volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. There we go. And we have our own reasons. I, and I'll just say, I love watching my child play club volleyball. Okay. Yeah. I love no matter when, what they're doing. When my child is out there playing, I love it. But there is something like it is one of my least favorite things to do in life is to go in one of those big, they're not even gyms. What are they? Buildings, big volleyball buildings where there's 12 courts and I'm in there from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I never see the light of day. Like a whole day happens and I'm inside this dark building hearing the sound of those whistles and those balls. I, I've never had a migraine in my life, but I feel like any moment I'm going to have one. Like it, it's so oh, stifling I mean, it's to a me. Terrible, it, it's a terrible environment. It is. It's loud. Yes. It, you're crammed oh. in there. It's very, you're, yes, there's not a space. No. It's not, you can't like have a moment and separate yourself from people. It's very jam-packed. There's but. no food. Like, it's like, I mean, there is food, but I mean, I'm not going to eat an Almond Joy and and nachos with fake cheese for lunch. I mean, it's just like, but you're there for like 12 hours and it's loud. You cannot get away from the noise yeah. or the crowd. And I, I like to see daylight <laughs> at least once during well, the Well, so, day. but here's the thing. Probably, oh. pro I mean, maybe not, but like if basketball were as long as club volleyball, yes. then you probably wouldn't be as happy but like the basketball games are like an hour yes so it's like in and out it's in and out it's also yeah. at night I've already seen my daylight yeah it's at night so and they're closed yes. like there's a lot of pros to like a middle yes. school sport like other than one game everything is like within 10 minutes really yes um, so that's what our girls our girls okay. are in seventh grade going into eighth grade next year and that's what they're doing a little volleyball a little basketball some cheer some tumbling on the side to help with the cheer yeah I think that's everything. Right? All right. Let's move to those boys. Okay. So our boys are in sixth grade. And this year they played um, tackle football in the fall. Um, and they are doing like, what do you call it? Club baseball? I don't know what yeah, the word. Select baseball. Select baseball. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any. I mean, that sounds like more straightforward. Yeah. Well, and because they don't play school sports yet because they're in <laughs> sixth grade. They will next year. So then our girls are doubling up like two volleyballs throwing in a random basketball yeah. it just throwing sounds in a cheer. little bit more of like a time commitment when I see it on my calendar and it doesn't sound like so much when I'm saying it I don't think there's any sport more time consuming than select baseball am I wrong maybe select no. softball would have the similar Probably. schedule but well because they also oh. have like private hitting yes. lessons you can do private pitching yes. lessons and I I mean other than a few short weeks they're usually there's not like a oh we're not playing in the yes. fall so we're not gonna hit like I feel like we hit all year and work on pitching, not at all year, but a lot of the year. So I think that's extra that goes along with select baseball, which all already has either one really long practice or two practices a week. So yeah, let's break it down because Ooh. our boys pretty much play baseball year round because even the football season, Andrew always says falls for football. Like that's going to be our priority. We still play in tournaments. Right? Like weekends where it's available, we had baseball tournaments in the fall, and we still were going to our pitching lessons and hitting lessons. And anytime Smith could make a practice outside of football, like it's it's like a it's all year. Yeah, baseball is a, all year. Yes. I think too now when they're in seventh grade and their football is just during the week with yeah. middle school, I think baseball will pick up more throughout the year versus like whenever you can kind of fit it in. Yeah, because right now our boys, since they don't play football for school, it's you play, you practice during on weeknights and you uh, play on weekends. But that's yeah. going to change next year when they're in school. They'll practice yeah. at school during school, which will be so nice. Yeah, I mean, it'll be great for our calendars, yeah. but I can also see where it'll make you make them end up playing more baseball on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. So does it sound like a lot? Feels like a lot. 
Not in a bad way. It just feels like a lot. No. I mean, the off season is very short, right? Like, yeah. I would say a couple club, months club volleyball is year round too, pretty much. But I, for whatever reason, well, they don't do all the extra practices, not nearly as many, like you have the hitting and the pitching, yeah, which is yeah, very yeah. consistent. They're a little bit more sporadic. I don't know. Um, those two. Okay. So what about Bowen and Ashby? So the third graders, so Bowen, um, plays, this is his first, I guess his first, like maybe second. Second season of playing select baseball. So he's on a different team that's like not coached by Tab or, you know, another dad that he knows. Um, And so they have been practicing since like November where they practice once. They started just practicing once a week, but now it's already, it's going. Like this week, they have three. Mm, yeah, we're <laughs> here. Stepped it up. We're here. They have three different practices. I mean, they're not long, granted, but they're still like, you got to get there. Yeah. Um. So he's playing that, and that started. Um. I guess the baseball season kind of started. He tried out in like November, so they've started practicing right after. And then his tournaments start in March, and they'll go through June. And then um, he played flag football in the fall, and um, just randomly from like different sports, he is going to play on like this spring flag football league with like some kids from another town that he just knew from other sports. Um, the only way we could do it is he only plays Friday nights. Okay. So they're not practicing. It's just kids that play other sports mm-hmm. that are coming together to pr- play on a Friday night. So it's so. still a weekly commitment, but yeah. it's, but it's, it's a once a week commitment. And it's the one day of the week that we didn't already have yeah. something. So it worked out well. Yes. So that's what Bowen's doing. Okay, and then Ashby plays soccer, which uh, the soccer season is like fall and then spring, but they practice once a week uh, year-round. So she plays soccer and then has her games on Saturdays, and then Ashby and Maidley go to tumbling once a week. This is this is so Maidley. We were talking about the Olympics this morning. Yes. And Ashby is like super into sports, and Ashby just loved watching the Olympics this year, and Ashby was is always trying to think of, which I just love this better, things that she knows she's capable of doing, like that doesn't require yes. the use of two hands. A lot of those aerial skiers, they don't use poles. Like Ashby's like all into figuring out how she could fit into like the real Olympics. Like she really talks about that. And she's done talking and Maidley goes, oh, it just sounds like too much work. I'm not going to be in the Olympics. <laughs> I'm team Maidley. Like, I agree. She's like not even going to, as a first grader, even dream about it. She already is like, nope, nope that sounds like too much work. <laughs> I'm with her. Okay, I didn't say this. Britt goes to gymnastics once a week for like 30 minutes. And then she does like a little tumbling class for 30 minutes. And the only reason she does two things, if I'm being honest, as a mom of four, is because she does them in between, like, pre-K pickup and time and elementary school pickup. Yes. So next year when she's in kindergarten, we won't be doing as much of that. But it's just, like, it gives her something to do in between. Because you have a weird, like, hour in between. So there's not a lot Mm -hmm. of time to go home and actually be productive. And then you don't necessarily want to run errands every day so it's a great way to spend that hour a well yeah times and a yeah. when you're already doing all the other things I don't want to sign us up for something that's from like six to seven yeah so that's no, why I love that okay so um what ages did our kids start playing and what did they start with and I feel like our kids all started at the same time everything they did I feel like they started when they were three and they tried to play soccer do you remember when the girls we're, did that we're gonna post stories was we're, it, were they four or three? I think they were three. And it wasn't just our girls. It was a mixed team. So, you know, our friend Schaefer, her son was on the team. Wasn't Andrea's Luke? Yeah, son. Luke McAnally was on the team. It was really just our friends, mostly like just friends that we knew who had kids around that age. And, Maybe it was like three and fours. And we were first time sports parents. Which is why we signed three-year-olds yep. up for soccer. In the next town, it wasn't even like super convenient. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, no, just because the I, yes. games were probably like, 25 minutes away. Yes. It was indoor. Yes. I have photos of, uh, so it's indoor soccer. So if you've been inside one of those complexes, there's like plexiglass separating the field from the stands. And I have pictures because Kensington would stand at the plexiglass and look at me and sob. (laughs) When it was her time to go out there, she would just walk straight over to the plexiglass and sob. Do you remember what happened the last game? Yes. Andrew and Tab let, two-year-old Nixon and Smith in 
because they were better than three-year-old Ebby Lee and Kensington. I was pregnant with Bo in that fall. That's that's how old they were. Three-year-old, they were three. Okay. The boys were two, and I was pregnant. And it was just a lot of work, and nobody, nobody became, nobody is still playing soccer, at least in our families, because yeah. that was a great first experience. <laughs> we were like, and we're done. <laughs> that was good, but we'll never do that again. No. Yeah. And you've learned because, you know, I did not put Maidley in three-year-old soccer where she would cry every week. At this point in parenting, I would realize, like, she doesn't want to be out there. Why am I driving 25 minutes to a game on a Saturday? Like, you learn, like, this is not a good fit. We're- yeah. You learn that in yes. order for us to sacrifice yes. time and and money on a sport like that, like we want them to enjoy it. Yes. Where when they're three, you don't have that much to do on a Thursday night, you know? Yes. So it was fine to have practice. It was fine on Saturday morning to be up going to a soccer game, but it's a little different now because we have 17 other things yes. on our calendars. So yes, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I just signed my three-year-old up for soccer. Like, don't worry. If your three-year-old is your oldest kid, it will be great and you'll love it. And I mean, maybe your kid will cry at, cry at the plexiglass, but It'll be a good experience. I'm I'm glad we did it. It was yeah. fun at the time. But just looking back, like, that's why we don't have yeah. Brit and Maidley. Or that's why we didn't have them in it when they were three. Your parenting evolves and what your priorities are evolve. And how you handle situations changes. And yes, it's totally fine that it changes. You don't have to be the yeah. same way forever. Actually, yeah. I did have Brit. She played soccer when she was probably three or four. But I only did it because it was like a team of friends. All the neighborhood kids played. And yes. it was like very close to your house super close and but even then I was like why are we doing this because she I mean she had a good time but she mostly just waved Uh she would run back and forth like looking at us waving (laughs) and it was in that moment where I realized we we probably shouldn't have done this yeah yes you learn you learn um our our boys started with t-ball right yeah I think it was the summer or the spring where they just turned four. Yes. And Ash- right? Ashby and Bowen started with T-ball. Ashby and Bowen started at the same when time. they and- were four too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And that was immediately for our kids a better fit. I think if Kensington had gotten on that soccer field at three and loved it, we would still be playing, right? Oh, yeah. But she stood there and cried, and we just spent the entire fall doing that every Saturday. Where Smith and Nixon got out there at four at T-ball, and it, they were having fun. Not that there weren't tears at points, but they were, it was immediately more of like, okay, everyone's enjoying this. Yeah. And it was like literally in our backyard where we played the games. Remember how yes. close it was? Yes. Like within walking distance. It was delightful. Well, I also think if... um if any of us had played soccer, yeah, then our kid, we probably would have had like a stronger desire for our kids to play. Eric, it was pre-Ted Lasso. Andrew and I are like so 100% into soccer now. Well, you football. should make... Football, is that what we you say? You should have made Lee start playing with Ashby too. We've mentioned it. And she doesn't want to? It's like a lot of running to her. <laughs> No, 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 no. Maidley is going to play volleyball, she says, next year in second grade. Yes. Because you just stand in one spot and hit the ball. I love it. That sounds way easier. Soccer. Maybe and I, eye to eye on this <laughs> no. athletic thing. Are you kidding? No wonder Ashby had those lean, long legs. She runs constantly. Maidley is like not interested in that at I'm all. Not doing it. At all. Um, okay, so what, we kind of touched on soccer. What other sports have our kids tried over the years? Uh, so we did one little church, you know, upward basketball, if you're familiar with that. It's like a little church basketball program. We yes. did that for a hot minute, like one little season. I feel like we did it more than one season. My kids only did it one season. Mine did it more than that. A couple, yeah. maybe. No. And Kensington would give the, she's come a long way. Because she was a little. Very long How way. old was she? Five or six? I mean, she was little. Yeah, I don't remember. But she would give the ball to the other team. Right. Well, let me just she didn't want to be aggressive. She's come a long way. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. So upward basketball, we did that. We, my boys have played. Nixon played like PSA basketball once, maybe twice. Did Smith play? I don't know. He did flag football. Flag football. Smith has tried boxing. Nixon did seven on seven where it's like touch. Yes. Um, Um, Bowen played soccer one year. Why do I have no memory of Bowen playing soccer? It was indoor. It was far away. I have no memory Once again, I signed him up with friends and (laughs) then like was like, what are we doing? Um, and then T-ball, baseball, volleyball, cheer. The girls have done gymnastics and dance. Okay, so let's talk. So 
gymnastics, like not tumbling for cheer, but Ebby Lee and Kensington did hardcore gymnastics, you know, where you're learning like beam and vault. Kensington did it for three years and Ebby Lee did it for one or two years. Two years? I don't know, but that's another subject yes. where if I could go back and yes. be like, I need to talk to young yes. mom, Erica, I would have a good talk with her. And please talk to young Shay while you're doing it, <laughs> because I, I'm all about you typically don't love a new thing the minute you start, right? Like, I am sure if I started learning piano lessons or tennis yeah. lessons, when you start at the beginning of anything, the beginning is hard. You don't know what you're doing. Every It's like a, learning a foreign language. Like everything seems different. The rules, the you're vocabulary. Yeah. Yes, it's work. Uh-huh. You do anything long enough, and then you figure out the nuances of it, and it becomes more fun, and you find your groove. Okay. So I feel like we had the best intentions with gymnastics because we just kept thinking, well, they'll, they'll, they'll get it. They'll figure it out. They'll start to enjoy it. Like we're not going to let them quote quit, which I, I don't that love that word. in the back of my head. Yes. I kept thinking Ebby Lee would, would, did not like it. And I just kept thinking, well, if we stop now, then I'm letting her quit. Yes. Granted, she was like four or five at the time. I mean, she was young. But just in my head, I kept thinking like, no, she wanted to try it. Yes. So we're trying it. And I don't want to stop until we've done it kind of like a season. Finished your commitment. Yeah. The problem is there's not really a season with gymnastics. It's all year, pretty much. And it was not their thing. No, especially Ebulese. So well, I would go back and say, okay, this isn't her thing. So why are you spending so much time and money on something that she's not enjoying? You know, I know. And we did. And so many tears and talks and, and please refer back to when the bestie husbands, they've done three episodes. You will understand like quitting is, that is not something in their vocabulary. Like we do things, we finish our commitments. If you start something, you're going to see it through to the end. I do say, think all four of us have evolved to more like, if it's not serving you or your family, then it's not necessarily quitting. It's choosing something that does serve you and your family. I think we're all evolving more. Yes. But anyway, they did gymnastics a lot longer than they should have. For sure. And you know what else they did a lot longer than they should have? Dance. I don't feel as strongly about dance as I do about gymnastics. But they did dance. They did several different classes. I mean, there were a couple times that they did, what, like three classes, three different days? Or did they just do two days? I can't remember. Kensington did it seven years from beginning to end. Uh And she loved the recital and she didn't like the practice in between. And I kept always saying like, well, practice is never fun. Like everybody loves like the game on Saturday. That's way more fun. The problem is there's only two recitals a year and it was nine months of the practice. It just never fit for her. But seven years of kind of making her go three, two days or three days a week. And dance is like the most expensive sport that we quote, you know, dance is not cheap. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have gone back and been like, yeah, let her stop in kindergarten. Yeah. I, I really didn't mind the practices as much. I mean, some days she didn't love it, but she didn't, we didn't have like tears over going to dance or anything like that. Now, gymnastics every day, yeah. I should have stopped that. But anyway, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you now learn. you know. Yeah. So those, you know how people will say with those older kids, you kind of figure things out. Yeah. That's for sure true with our girls because yeah. we kind of realize you know, it's not so much about quitting, like you said. Yeah. I also think you figure your kids out. Like, we know more about our kids' personalities now than we did then. And now yeah. I know which kid, if I quote let, if I quote let them quit anything, right, would use that to quit other things. So you just know their personalities. Right. Like, which kid needs to stick it through because they'll feel more proud of themselves. Like, I know my kids better now. Yeah. I know how to parent them as individuals better now. I know. I mean, look, I feel like we could stop talking now. We still have a lot more to go. I know. I could really get into some things. I know. Who knew? Okay. So how many days a week? This is like a big question we got. How many days a week are we doing something sports? Let's just say anything. Lessons, practices, games. How many days a week? And I know this isn't 365 days a year, but the majority of the year. I mean, right this second for our spring season. It kind of differs. Like sometimes our weekdays, so Monday through Friday, sometimes we have one day off where there's not a single thing. Some weeks we have two nights off. But some of that could be like Bowen's hitting for his new baseball team is 
30 minutes. Like they're assigned a 30 mm-hmm. minute time just because you can only put so many kids in a cage. And so it's not long. Yeah. But that's also just something that we have to go to on a certain night of the week. So I would say sometimes one night a week we're off, sometimes two. Yeah. In the fall, I feel like seven days a week we had something. Yeah, because that tackle football, yeah. it's a lot of practice. Because we would practice tackle football Monday, Wednesday, Friday, play Saturday, and then our boys would do baseball Tuesday, Thursday, and then sometimes they would have like a baseball game on Sunday afternoons or, or a scrimmage or it was seven days. It, or you didn't even, ha- or it wasn't for us, it wasn't even necessarily baseball. It was like, or well, then that's when Ebby Lee had practice yeah. or that's when Bowen had something. That's what it was for us. Bowen had practice Tuesdays and Thursdays for other sports. Mm-hmm. So it was. It sounds like so much, but I enjoy it. Like I, I do too. It, 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 like, I don't feel like, like exhausted by it. Cause like you said, it's sometimes they're small increments. Yeah. It's just simply like after dinner. Oh, yeah. one of us is taking him over for that real quick. Um, are we going to, I don't know when I should talk about this. Talk about it now. I don't know what it is, but talk about it now. Well, I was just going to say, you know how I mentioned, like before I had kids, I would have said that about just one sport a season. And I felt very strongly about it. And we kind of started that way. When Nixon started playing baseball, it was baseball in the spring. And then he could do flag football in the fall. And we weren't going to overlap. Um, but then as my kids got older and as I heard stories from other parents, I just realized that I don't want to use the word like keeping them busy necessarily because it's not just having them in sports to keep them busy. But when they're doing things that they enjoy and they're being like productive and they're not just having all this extra free time, I would rather them be doing that. Yeah. Like I would rather them uh, that sentence was weird, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want, I would prefer if they want to play both two sports in one season And it's going to make them have to like try harder when they're at home. They have to be more productive. They have to make sure their homework's done before or after. Um, They realize that you're going to have to get up early or you're going to, you know, get in late and you're going to have to shower and go to bed quickly. Like I just feel like the whole thing makes them a little bit more productive. Yeah. Can I agree? Can I chime in? No. Okay. Yes. Um, I would say too, yes, I think it's a lot harder for me and maybe your kids are different people listening. It is a lot harder for me to get my kids to turn off the TV, get up off the couch and do their homework than for me after school to be like, okay, you have 30 minutes, work on your homework before we go to baseball practice. Yeah. I feel like they come in, they're already, the energy's high, they know what they have to do. There's hardly any whining fuss at all. Like they grab a drink, they grab a snack, they sit at the bar, they're doing their homework. But if I were to walk in at 7.30 on a Monday night and they've got the TV on and they're laying on the couch and I said, okay, time to come and do your homework. They would fight me like nobody's business. They would argue and I don't want, and they would take a 20 minute, I don't know, history worksheet and turn it into an hour of complaining versus I feel like they've got their rhythm and their energies up and they knock that out and do really well in the shorter amount of time. I I also think you and I don't do a lot of play dates, right? Like, as in like our kids, we're sometimes people are saying, how like do you planning? Fa- yes, yeah. we're not planning play dates, really and truly like that we're not having to do all this extra uh, socializing because our kids are naturally getting it. I feel like right. by going to these practices and even like the younger siblings are making friends and socializing. So I don't, feel like I have to constantly be asking kids to come home after school, inviting kids over, like making sure my kids are being included. Cause I just feel like naturally they're, they're getting all this great socializing in with mixed people and different companies and different sports and different schools. And I don't know. I like that. I think that's one of our weaknesses. Like a lot of our weaknesses are different, but I think we're alike in that way that we're, we already have four kids. So it's kind of a lot. You already have a lot of things going on. So I'm not the best at just organically asking kids to come over for play dates. Now, granted, if I'm carpooling and it works out like, oh, just let him come home with me. I'm all about that. Or yes, he'll come home with you. That's great. But I just feel like that's just something that we have truly never been that. We've never been that into it where some parents are like, we need to have them a lot. But when would we have time? Well, I don't know. That's we wouldn't have time, but it works out because even I would say some of Maidley and Ashby's best times that they talk about all the time they get excited about are going to their siblings sporting practices because they've made these new friends that don't go to their school they wouldn't have known otherwise yeah. they're bringing their sidewalk chalk and their bubbles and they're like so excited to 
that's like a play date. That's like yeah. a better play date than I could ever orchestrate at my house. Yes. And From it's my, outside. They're yes. being active. I also just think, what are, what are they doing outside of, okay, we would sit down as a family and we would have some family time. But then what are like the kids doing on their own yeah. when they have all of that free time? Like idle hands, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yes, yes. So for us, we prefer if as long as they're enjoying it. Yes. Our mindset's changed a little bit on that. Yes. But as long as it's something that they are interested in and feel passionate about and are happy to get up and practice all the extra yeah. time, then I'd rather them be involved in things than not. I also learned learn so many lessons, but we talk about that later. Oh, we can talk about it now. I feel like we're okay. on a roll. Let's okay. talk about the lessons because there's so many lessons that they learn. I mean, I don't, I'm sure our kids have learned different lessons throughout the years, but like sometimes like you have to rise to the challenge, yes. right? Like, yes, new kids are yes. added to teams. They might yes. take your spot. They might be like vying for your spot. Yes. They might, you have to like, it's adversity and you got to figure it out. You've got to fight harder. You got to dig a little yep. deeper. Like that's one that we talk about all the time. Um, I mean, sometimes coaches make you do things that are terrible and you don't want to run and you're tired, yep. but we talk about like, you have to have a good attitude, right? Yes. Like when the coach is talking to you, especially if they're giving you like constructive criticism, you need to make eye contact. Yep. You need to be saying yes, sir. or Yes, ma'am. Yes. Or, you know, like, all of those little things, like it's hard. You have to work together as a team. You know, sometimes yes. somebody messes up and you're frustrated, but like you might be the one that messes up next time. So you've got to give them grace because you're going to need grace in a second. And maybe you need to be the one that like goes the extra mile to get the team pumped up if you're in a lull. Yep. You know what I mean? Wait, okay. Yes. Kensington has almost exclusively had men coaches okay. for volleyball. Almost exclusively had men coaches. And I feel like it's a good lesson. I want her to be able to, if she has a problem or needs to make a suggestion or doesn't understand something or doesn't know why something's happening, you need to be able to like look a man that's not your dad or your grandpa or your brother, look a man in the eye and respectfully, but with confidence, talk to him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like a good lesson. Like, and, and I've been proud of Smith who's, you know, he didn't play like, so Andrew and I are not going to go ask the coach. Like, right. You got to go walk up to that other, that man and you need to ask him and you need to have a conversation and then take what he says and you need to apply. I think like, those are like such great skills to learn, you know? Yes. Such great skills to learn. Okay, so you didn't get it home. No. And you have to like figure it out on your own yes. a little bit. You know, like, like you said, I'm not holding his hand to no. walk up there to talk to him. Ebby Lee came home from her practice last night and she had like a thing that had happened at practice. And she, I was shocked, but she said, so I waited until practice was over and I just went up to the coach and asked her about it, which I was shocked because yes. Ebby Lee's a little bit on the more like quiet, shy, reserved side. But she, I, I, in my, that moment, I thought she's heard so many lessons on, yes. you have to be responsible for yourself, right? This is, you know, yeah. you're a part of the team, not me, not dad. And so when she said she went up, Internally, I was thinking, what way to go, girl? But yes, and, you know, so things like yes. that, they have to figure it out unless they just want to sit there and kind of sulk and be upset, yeah. right? So she didn't. She talked to them and and it was good and fine. But yeah, I just think there are so many lessons that they learn from other people. They learn how to like get direction mm -hmm. from other people, get coaching from other people outside of their parents or their family. I mean, really, the list could go on and on. But I feel no, like those are some like hot topics that. Yeah, things that they learn. Well, you know, my motto this year, and I say it to myself all the time is, it's okay to be busy, don't be in a hurry. So if I start to feel myself yes. get in a hurry, during the day or whatever, I, I just like, tell myself like, Shay, like, don't be in a hurry, like, whatever it is, like, let's just be busy, but stop being stop making your life where you're in a hurry. But I think it's good. It's great for my kids, at least to have listen, life, adulthood is busy, whether you want it to be or not, like there are doctor's appointments and checking on your grandparents' health and your work and making food and grocery shopping, like just adulthood is busy. And laundry. There's oh, always laundry. Yes, and dishes and dog <laughs> poop to clean up in the backyard. Like the, it's just, life is busy, right? Yeah. And I love that my kids are already having, because I don't, I don't manage their schedules, right? Like they have homework, they have tests, they, they know, right. they know what they're doing every day. And they know that, you know, to ask if they need help, we, we will help step in and help, but they've got to manage and learn. And I just think this is going to make them more productive as adults. Yeah. All of that. You know, to like, come, I would love to, in fact, 
I told you, one of my dogs ran through something yesterday and I was like mopping or whatever, right? Wait, could, should we stop right here to oh, take no. the vote? Like, does Shay need another dog? No, I'm t- kidding. Go ahead. So I, one of my dogs ran through and something on the wood floor in Kensington, I was mopping and she was, um, she was getting ready to go with me to do something, but she goes, I just really want to like sit down and binge watch the office. And I looked at her <laughs> and I said, I do too, but like, this that is not life. Life is not, not like an option no. Right now. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't want to just sit down and binge watch some TV? But like, you know, I think it's just good. It provides structure. The schedules, they don't seem chaotic. They seem to provide a lot of structure. Yeah, I mean, it does I mean, I like take that. some planning. Oh, it right? does. So let's talk about that. Let's transition to the point. Yeah. Lots of plan. Listen, it's something I feel like Tab and Andrew rarely I don't know like when we're out hanging out and the four of us like we're a good time but occasionally one of them if not both of them will look at us and say stop talking about your schedules because oh, they you, say that a lot you and I yeah constantly constantly we have to you don't understand people she was at my house. We we're working out at 5 30 this morning she's back here we're podcasting we're gonna run a travel agency together we're gonna mix carpool up multiple times tonight like yes it is a lot of coordinating so we must constantly be in communication but it'll be like a Saturday night and Erica are like scheduling what we're doing on Monday yeah but we're at dinner you know where the guys want to talk about who knows what and we're saying okay well remember Smith has to go to school early on Monday so I won't yes. be able yeah, because even like this morning, I was going to take both of the boys to school. And then you were like, you, I, we'd already agreed on it. Just yes. this morning, we talked about it at the gym. And then you text me like, actually, Nixon needs to go early. And then I text you and I'm like, actually, Smith can't find his MacBook at school. So yes, it's just scheduling craziness. It takes a lot. So it does. Okay, how do you do it the most? How do you schedule and keep it? I mean, I feel like I work backwards and then it's like daily check-ins, but I put every, every time I'm given a schedule, yes. I put it on my calendar. Now I put it on my cozy, yes. every game, every practice. But now that I'm a more seasoned parent, okay, uh-huh. this took a lot of evolving for Shay, okay? Okay. As a seasoned parent, I realize these are not set in stone, <laughs> okay? <laughs> new, new parent to the sport world, Shay. Silly Didn't her. Didn't understand that. Silly her. It's not written in pencil, oh, coaches. She, it's in yes. my black ink. She thought when they gave these schedules, <laughs> that was like actually going to be the schedule. But no, 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 no. It's all, <laughs> it's very fluid. And the minute I started to embrace that, you know this about me. I know. That's why the I'm laughing. The minute I started to, I just had to come to terms with it. Now it doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah. But back in the day, I was confused because I'm like, no, 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 you told me, but it d- doesn't matter. It's just a general idea. It's a suggestion, it's a suggestion of how the season should run. But it could change just like today. Kensington's volleyball changed by two hours. Oh. Fine, whatever. We're going to have to. What a big deal. Shay's so go with the flow. We're going to have to make it work, right? <laughs> like, Shay, four years ago, would have been like, no, absolutely not. I haven't. No, we're, we're, we're just. Look at us. The minute I, I like really understood that. Yeah. My whole shift changed. Even game times and game weekends. Like, you just have to be, you have to be fluid about it. You do have to. Yeah. So I start that. I start by writing it on my cozy, realizing this is a suggestion. It could happen. It could change. But, and then I daily, I can kind of tweak it. Yes. Um, And then usually something that changes a lot, I feel like, are um, Bowen's practice times. (laughs) So I feel like I have things written down on my cozy, but sometimes it's Tuesday, sometimes it's Thursday, sometimes it's Saturday, sometimes it's all three. It's just kind of very different. So on Sundays, I usually check in when I'm like planning for the week. I really like really pay attention to when the practices are at that point. So then if something changes or has changed, I can tweak it. But yes. Very That's similar. what I do too. On Sundays, okay. I look at my cozy and then I look at my week. And then, but then every day, the last thing I do before I leave my office at the end of my day is I look at my calendar one more time for the next day and just, just cross reference. Cause uh-huh. it can just like between volleyball yes. change today, just, just so I can make tweaks if I need to make tweaks. Yeah. Um, so how, what are our keys to making this less stressful? Cause it's a lot for kids and now we have a moving schedule. It's not even set in stone. Like you gotta, you gotta, we, okay. So here's some things. I think Tab and Andrew are amazing dads and they are, they 
help. It's not just me and Erica doing all of this. They oh, yeah. are driving, they are picking up, they are taking to practices. They are, they're doing all of that. Yes. They're helping. So it's they not just helping, two people. We've sure. got at least four people helping, but our kids don't all play on the same teams either. So yeah. we have to find other friends to carpool sometimes. Yes. I would say I try to carpool as much as possible. If we're, yeah, yeah I mean, other, any team, if there's somebody else that lives close, let's carpool. Yeah. Let's save us both a little time. Um, I really think sitting down, sometimes I think, oh my gosh, it's so busy. I don't have yeah. time to sit down and really look at my week. But really that takes like five or 10 minutes. Yes. And then you feel like you know what's happening. And I just think it makes your week run smoother. So I would sit down for sure and just like look at your calendar each yes. week beforehand, not yes. the day of. Um, carpool. I plan food ahead of time. Okay, I was gonna, I was just about to say that. So like tonight we have... Uh, Smith has his hitting lesson. Kensington has um, a game. And then she also has a volleyball practice. So when I looked at my calendar, I'm like, this is a slow cooker night for the Shoals because I don't have time to make dinner. But I, we do have a 20, 25 minute window where we could all eat dinner together. Yeah. And me, to me, the eating is the most important. So I don't want to spend that 25 minutes making it because then who, someone's going to miss out on the eating. Yes. So that's when like my slow cooker is out. I don't even care what it is. We're going to have something that can be ready so we can use that little pocket. You have to find those pockets. Plan your meal. Yeah. Plan your meals for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our night is kind of the same. Um, and I know this doesn't work for everybody because if you don't work from home, it's not yeah. as convenient. But if you work from home, I oftentimes, if I'm not making a slow cooker meal, I will make something like, as I'm eating lunch so that then all I have to do is like pop it in the oven yes. or maybe I even already pop it in the oven and all I'm doing is kind of like reheating whatever it is. So that's what I'll do today. When I'm eating lunch, I'll, we're having like those cheeseburger sliders. Oh, those are good. I like those. I'm just going to kind of make them. So then when it's mm -hmm. time to eat them, it's just kind of like warming them up. Yes. Just so it's quick. Yeah. So, I, but again, that's like planning. And we have a whole episode on meal planning. You yeah. refer back to that episode. It's from yes. earlier in season two. Um, because meal planning really does help because then it's not stressful. Like, what are we going to eat? Because I knew on Sunday, so then I did my grocery pickup on Tuesday. I had the slow cooker ingredients and that's what we're going to eat in our little window. Because I think both of us, we really try to have family time in some capacity every night together. Like where we can try to eat or we try to is we really we're trying like eating together is not not a priority for the slaughters or shoals. Yeah. But sometimes I would say like if one kid's not there, then yep. we eat with the rest of the kids. I and mean, you, it's, yep. You we're know. eating together. And granted, I also I would say sometimes I mean, give yourself grace because sometimes if I look at my calendar and think by Thursday, I'm going to be so over doing all of this and I, I have an hour we're to go from one to another, we're picking up Chick-fil-A. Yes. Like, I mean, that can ha happen too. For so. sure. I will say sometimes Andrew and I uh, will look and it's like a jam-packed where we know like we're going to be ships in the night. Yeah. Right. Andrew will come home from the gym early. I will not look at my phone or do any sort of email checking and we'll make breakfast where the six of us are talking. And even if Andrew and I aren't eating with them, like we'll have our coffee and you can Carve out family meal times, not necessarily at dinner too. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can make that a different time of the day and you can all kind of connect over that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so much. Okay. How is it different, Erica, from when you were growing up? Well, like you said, <laughs> there were just two yeah. of us. And I, um, I mean, I did play. I played like club volleyball mm -hmm. two different years. Because I was in the country, I mean, I did gymnastics some, but it was a 45-minute drive, so once a week just to get there, you know. I don't know. There were things that I was involved in, but I don't think that I had – there weren't as many things in a season. Like, if it was basketball season, it was basketball season. Okay, if yes. it was volleyball, it was volleyball. Periodically, like club volleyball, it kind of overlapped, but um, there just – there weren't as many options where I lived. And your parents could divide and conquer too. Yeah. There were just two of yeah. us. There were two of them. So yeah, they could totally split. My mom, they also carpooled. So gymnastics, there were three parents that took turns driving. Yep. So that was easy. Maybe not easy because it was 45 minutes away. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It, it wasn't every week. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, just things like that. Yeah. Uh, my parents, one boy, one girl, could definitely divide and conquer. But then also it helped because we, we carpooled anyway. Even yeah. though, because if my mom knew four girls from the neighborhood are going to the same dance studio. Why not? Why not? Let's yeah. carpool. Um, okay. Well, like this could have been two episodes. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's address two things real quick. One, games and showing up and being there. We always want to, but it's not always possible, right? On a Saturday, yeah. I can't be at baseball, volleyball, and soccer. And on Saturdays in the spring, all three kids do all three things. things. So what do we do and how, how do we feel about that? Um, I what This is what I do. I'm, not, yeah. I'm sure we probably kind of do the same. But so for one, I mean, I take turns. Yeah. So if somebody is going to be minus a parent, then I don't have it always be the same person. Yes. Um, I would also say if Tab's in one spot and I'm in the other, my first go-to is I always ask grandparents if they mm -hmm. can make it just so that there's somebody there that's cheering for them. Um, and then I do two other two options. Either I'll send them with another parent and just I know like, okay, that parent is going to make sure they're covered in like cheering, right? Yeah. Or if something happens, they've got them. Or I send them with the most energetic babysitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the one who I know is yeah. going to be yelling when they're at the plate or whatever. Yeah. Those are all my options. Yeah. And again, you just have to kind of rotate it. And yeah, I will say, and correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't happen often where, because I do feel like, that sounds like a lot. You've got baseball, volleyball, and soccer all in one day. Yes, but I would say most of the time it kind of works out where games aren't all at the same time. Yeah, maybe maybe you and Andrew have to split, but yes. then you can all go to the rest yes. or something. Yeah. It kind of works out a little bit, but yes, uh, grandparents are our go-to, uh, everything you just said. And I, I do think that maybe I wouldn't be so set in my ways all the time if I had had two extra siblings, right? But because it was just me and one brother, I always had at least one of my both yeah. parents, everything. And I sometimes wonder if I'd had three siblings instead of one, Maybe I would have I would have learned some great lessons in that right. about it's you not always go with the flow. Yes. It's not all about me. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So I think my kids and your kids, our kids know we're all trying our best. They know my yeah. mom wants to be there. You and I are also the moms that are showing up. And I have my I love soccer shirt and I have all my right. We're showing up in the gear like we're in it. We're screaming. We're not on our phones. We're like our kids know that. So and they know we're, we give anything to be there yeah. if we're not like they know that about us. I would say, too, I mean, maybe not so much with the elementary, the third graders. But um, most of the sports for our older kids, there's some way, right? Like there's a Facebook Live where yes. you can watch volleyball if you're not there. Or there's um, Game Changer, Game Changer, like the baseball app where you can be following, following along even if you're not there. So even, I mean, sometimes that's me. If I'm at one sport, but I can be watching the baseball game on my phone. I mean, I'm kind of trying to watch both at the same time. Yeah. Like that's a thing too. Absolutely. Yeah. And then... Um, we're gonna have to wrap this up and get to our okay. random reader questions oh but goodness. lessons learned like is there like a lesson you've learned or is there like a final note about kids sports um I mean I would say that sometimes I have to tell myself like this isn't that big of a deal okay uh -huh. you know yeah. like in the moment mm -hmm. kids sports like we can get very passionate because they're our children right but then I'm also have to remind myself that like this is just a kid sport yeah so sometimes I think that's something that I've learned. Um, and then what else? I mean, also the whole thing about gymnastics. Yeah. Like really, yeah. really analyze why you're still participating in something if they're not loving it. I think that like Andrew and I always think like, what's our end goal? Uh -huh. Our end goal is probably not to have, I mean, it would be great if we had Olympians. Okay. It would be great. Like if that's what they wanted to Maybe's do. Out. She doesn't right. want any part. You should stop every sport with her. But if our end goal is to produce kids that are hard workers, respectful. love the Lord, respectful. Yes. If like, if our end goal is to just have like high functioning adults to send off into the world, then, uh, then really sports wise, our goal is I just want them to be plugged in somewhere in high school. And you know, yeah. maybe sports isn't where they're going to be plugged in. Maybe it's going to be in fine arts or maybe it's going to be in like, there's so many service 
you know, things you can do um, in high school or in our area. Council or yes. student government. So or... then we kind of back off and we think, okay, if this sport isn't serving our kids anymore and they don't love it and we don't see them transitioning to a higher level, if even that high level is high school, yeah. if we don't see it, if other areas can serve them better, then it's okay to retire. It doesn't have to be quitting. It can be, we can yeah. retire from things. Um, another lesson I've learned is I had no idea what a joy and a blessing other parents that I would never have met, but that I met through sports yeah. would, would be an add to my life. And so I think if you're like, gosh, you're, you know, I don't want my schedule to be so busy and my weekends to be so full. But when I stop and thinking about it and I'm like, my weekends are spent with like some of my favorite people ever and my kids and we're outside and we're being active. Like what more can you want? Like that's, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. But you just don't, you have to like go embrace all of it. Like I'm meeting new people. I'm going to get to know them and enjoy them. I'm going to appreciate all of these things. And then it doesn't feel like my whole weekend was a baseball tournament. Instead it was like my whole weekend was with like people I really like. This is fun and just remember it's just kids sports it is be encouraging be the mom that's like encouraging no matter how the game works out I think that if your kid's not playing still be a good encouraging mom if your kid's the superstar be the good encouraging mom yes Goodness. Oh my gosh. I didn't know we were going to talk that long about kids sports, but no, but you know, I feel all summery now. So we should go lay out after this. <laughs> okay. I should go order some swimsuits. It's 57 degrees out, but we should, I, I'm feeling totally. it. Okay. So wait, we have some random reader questions all right. before we go. Um, first question, what is one thing your husband does that immensely blesses you? I thought you were going to say annoys me. <laughs> oh, totally different, Shay. Oh, Blesses. I'll let you go first. Um, I would say right off the bat, my first initial answer would be when he does the dishes and makes sure, makes sure, <laughs> makes sure the kitchen's clean. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All the way from the beginning to the end, you yes. know, the floor, everything tab, if you're listening. <laughs> the floor. I, I need. To, I need a clean floor. The tab. whole thing. Floor. We are not just yeah. you know rinsing off the dishes and leaving them in the sink. But go ahead. <laughs> it means a lot to me when I can say something, and you know, Erica knows this about me. I talk to myself a lot. Yes. Constantly, I'm talking to myself. Uh, but I, I always appreciate it when I say something like, "Oh, we ran out of Nutella." I'm more talking to myself. But then I see like later in the day or the next morning, like Nutella is in my pantry. Like I, I always appreciate when I'm listened to. Now listen. Andrew Scholl sometimes have to say 12 times the same thing because he's not listening. So it really blesses me when I can mention things and he's listening, he hears me, and then he thinks about me later and does some action. Like, I appreciate that. That should be really easy for Andrew because he's at the grocery store every day. If you mention something, I feel like, Andrew, put that in a note, like, right? I, I think Andrew, I, are you listening? I mentioned on the Love Podcast, I commented that one time about the, the Nancy yes. Myers movies. I just, I love, it's just a touch in every single one of her movies. And so I get flowers. He just, they're grocery store flowers. They're not elaborate. They're just like yeah. from the grocery store. They're probably $7. But, but I appreciate like he heard me. Hearing me, Andrew, is important. Tab, do those floors. Andrew, hear. Okay, next question. Did you announce your pregnancies in a fun way to family? No, I did not. Me either. Oh, oh. <laughs> look at us. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, okay, do you and your spouses have joint or separate bank accounts? We have one joint bank account. Yes, yeah, so do we. Yes. Yes. That's it. I feel like we could elaborate on that, but no, we have one joint account. Everybody's, whatever anybody earns goes in that and everybody spends it yes. with respect of the other person. But Here's mine and ours. Yes. All there together. For sure. Okay. Last question. If you could, would you want to relive your high school days? Um, n- no, I wouldn't. I don't have bad memories from high school. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like they were bad. I don't want to ever want to relive them. But uh, I keep thinking every, I don't know, season, every decade keeps getting better, in my opinion. It's more fun. It's more, I like, I like all, I'd redo my 30s way before I'd redo high school. I think, I was thinking it from a different standpoint. Because I was thinking if I relive them now, I think my high school days would be so much better. Yeah. Because I would be going into it with this knowledge and confidence and, I don't know, like, hard, I don't know, different convictions than when I went through it the first time. So I think my high school days would be even better. And I wouldn't, you know, like peer pressure or anything like that. 
stupid would boys t- would yeah, it would yeah. be totally different. Um, I mean, probably though, everybody that you were around in high school, you'd be like, oh, you're so immature because we were, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's how I was looking at it. Like, if I could go back and relive those days, I think it would be so much better just because I've learned so much and I would handle the days so differently. Yeah. We need to go back and relive the new baby stage too. Yes. We have a lot to say to those sweet moms, yes. right? Sweet little Erica and Shay oh. with all those little babies at the zoo. I just want to talk to them. <laughs> you know what I would say to Erica at the zoo? Hey, we're going to throw those green short sweatpants <laughs> cutoffs that you're wearing away as soon as you get home. <laughs> See, I wouldn't. I would say go home in those green sweatpants shorts and cut-offs. just sit down. <laughs> And just sit down. You will be walking around a lot later when you're at these sporting events for your kids. Sit down. Bless her heart. Oh my gosh, guys, that was breaking down kids' sports, youth sports. I don't know why we say both breaking down. Sports. Breaking it down. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll see you next week. Okay, have a good day. Bye. Bye. The Bestie Breakdown is brought to you by Erica Slaughter and Shay Scholl. It's produced by John Reinhardt at Free Dream Studio. We love emails. Reach out to us at thebestiebreakdown at gmail.com.